0: Jim Ford,
1: and I'm Lauren Ford.
0: Yes, you're my wife.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
0: and uh, this is the Lantern Cast, episode forty-four.
1: The Valentine's Day episode.
0: Very nice.
1: Yes, I know. I'm so talented, aren't I? Everybody applaud. Everybody clap. Like you know you want to. I uh, know.
0: So since it's Valentine's Day, why don't we tell everybody what I got you and you got me.
1: Oh, what'd you get me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you already know.
1: All right, go ahead, tell
0: For Lauren, for our first married Valentine's Day together, I took her to the city, New York City, and we saw a Broadway show, race, and then we went to dinner, and then we went to Serendipity later. It was a uh, like a coffee shop. But before that
1: I got hit by a car
0: yes you got hit by a car
1: yep hailing a taxi for those of you who don't live in New York but have probably seen it in movies and TV and stuff like that there's taxis everywhere so you know just like in movie and TV you need to you know go to the curb and put your arm in the air to hail them over so New York City is basically one-way streets and avenues so, we're going to hail a cab. There's a car that pulls off to the side the of shoulder. the road. Yeah, the shoulder. Parked. You know, me and Jimmy walk down a couple, a couple of yards. I'd say about two yards, two, three yards. And I step off the curb, put up my arm to hail the taxi. And apparently, you know, this dumb, uh... I'm sure Jimmy will believe that. <laughs> but it had to be said because I got hit by a friggin' car and I am pissed. Anyway, so she decides to just go in reverse down a one-way avenue. I have my arm up. The next thing I know, I'm on the ground because my back was to the car. I'm on the ground, like on my knees and like my hands, and I have no idea what the hell just happened to me. And then in a blink of an eye, all of a sudden, I'm on my back. And I'm, like, staring up at, like, you know, pitch black sky and skyscrapers. And I just hear, like, people running around me. And I hear Jimmy screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God. Do you need an ambulance? Do you need an ambulance? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the only thing that's, like, going through my head, Jesus Christ, I have to calm him down. He is flipping me out. I can't even think. So, I'm just like in a daze, the only thing I can think to say is just, you have to calm down, because you are freaking me out right now. <laughs> so, he calms down, you know, the the girl and her boyfriend or whatever get out of the car, and they're like, oh, what, what happened? What happened? I'm like, your f- car hit me! You You, you ran into me! Oh, where, where, where did you get hurt? And she basically didn't want to in any way insinuate that she, driving the vehicle, ran into me. And I'm just like, you drove your car into my back. You went in reverse and drove into my, you hit my back with your car. The bumper hit my back. And then I'm on the ground. So. I'm dazed and confused. I don't know what's going on. They pull me up. I feel fine. I had no harm, no foul. I got no bruises anywhere. And I'm okay. And, you know, at least thank God she had sanitizer in her hands because I was freaking out. Well, not in her hands, in her car. For my hands. Because after all of this, the thing I'm most concerned about is that, yeah, I'm lying on New York City curb. There's New York City dirt in my hair. I was very upset. So that was my Valentine's Day. It was just lovely. So, uh, yeah, that's our Valentine's story. But I
0: think the most important thing that everybody really wants to know is what did you think of the show?
1: <laughs> I thought it was great. James Spader was brilliant. And um, what was the other one? What's the other actor's name? David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer was brilliant. He was hilarious. Very funny. The The female leading lady, she's on Boston Legal. She should stick to TV. She was horrendous. She should never do theater. It, it was just... It was a mess. She didn't know how to deliver lines. It was just forced. It was torture.
0: Carrie, Clearly torture. Kerry Washington, I think her name was. Yeah, it's
1: bad. Something like that. Yeah. No. But the other two were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So... That was good. Serendipity is the best. If you come to New York, you have to go to Serendipity and get frozen hot chocolate. It's like, it's like ice cream almost. It's the most delicious thing you'll ever eat. So, Serendipity. Remember that. But uh, what
0: yeah. did you get me for Valentine's Day?
1: You got and he opened it weeks ago. A Blu-ray player, which he has been enjoying ever since. So I, I don't really know. Technically, today, though, he got his uh, candy and cards. I even got him a little funny uh, uh, gift, antacid, since he goes through Tums-like crack cocaine with his uh, agita. But, of course, it was acting up the other day, and he didn't have any, so he got that early as well. So he enjoyed his candy and cards today.
0: Yes, it was a very, very nice Valentine's Day today. We, We relaxed, we stayed in. We we did our going out yesterday.
1: Yes, I wasn't about to go out today. Not I don't need to get hit by a uh, a bus or something. I don't know. I can't deal with that.
0: <laughs> so, so now that they know our our Valentine's Day, what do you say we get to the questions? Sounds good. Okay, for our questions, we we uh, made a post on the forums, and like started pleading for questions and with only 24 hours notice the, the forum members all really came through and we got a bunch of really great questions so without further delay the first question from President Naves I wanna say I think Hi. that's I think that's how you pronounce it how do you deal with being married with a comic book guy any advice to my and others significant others about it
1: well I don't know if I'd say deal with it it's not like you know like a debilitating disease or something like that I mean
0: you're too kind it's
1: it's just it is what it is that's what he's into I mean I think just with anybody else's hobbies or interests if you care about the person you know you let them be into what they're gonna be into whether it's you know comic books or Sports or art or whatever, you know, it's something that makes him happy and I'm happy. He's happy And you know what uh as far as giving others advice I I I mean it, it Really if you care about the person and love the person you're gonna be happy that they have this outlet this creativity this interest whatever and you're gonna want them to have time for themselves just like I know he gives me time to do things that I want to do like, I'm I love to read I love reading novels and books and stuff like that it's been a problem in the past where you know people can be very obsessive and clingy and you feel suffocated and the fact that he gives me time to do things that I love to do and doesn't pressure me I think is great and I you know show the same respect to him he loves reading his comics he goes out every Wednesday, he picks up you know, his new issues, he comes home, he reads them, and he gets to do the Lantern Cast, and it makes him happy, and you know what? It makes me happy that he has something to do.
0: Very, very nice.
1: <laughs> oh, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> Next, uh, the other question that uh, President Knaves, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right,
1: isn't, says... Isn't it Naives?"
0: I, I think that's Knaves. I think you would pronounce that Knaves, N-I-E.
1: Listen, you know who you are! Okay? You just be happy. You're the first question we're reading. <laughs> he was the first <laughs> this is the first
0: person that, that posted, so of course he's going to be the first one that we mentioned.
1: I know. <laughs> Can't you just make him feel special? God! What's wrong with you?
0: So, his other question is, and I'm assuming it's a he. <laughs> so, when did you know that he was this obsessed with comics, Green Lantern especially?
1: Oh, oh! This is good. This is actually a really good question. Well, there's two points. The first was our first date. I we we met at a we met at Dave and Buster's. It's like a like a game place. You go like arcade and sports and stuff like that. And they have a restaurant. And, you know, after our date, you know, walked out. You know, to our cars, and you know, he showed me his car. He had a um. A Firebird. And, uh, All right. <laughs> he's very impressed with his, you know, sporty Firebirds. It shows me his car, and I could see in the back seat, <laughs> he had a, uh, a Darth Vader helmet in the back seat. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I noticed that he had a, uh, <laughs> he actually had the seat was broken in his car, he had a keyboard like a casio keyboard like propping up his seat like i don't know what you what you'd say to like it was pressed against like the floor right next to the uh the back seat and propped up against like his seat to kind of like hold it up if you could picture it oh yeah and books yeah bookends it was like it was the funniest thing i've ever seen but yeah so that was like the first bit but
0: let me let me cut in here just just to, to clarify, the reason that I had a Darth Vader helmet in my backseat was because my boss's son was getting rid of a lot of stuff, and my boss came in one day and asked me, it's like, you know, I know you're into this, this kind of stuff. Do you have any interest? Could you use a Darth Vader helmet? And, I mean, like, who's going to turn down a free Darth Vader helmet I figured someday maybe I would turn it into a bank or something like that, but that never really happened. So, now, as you were saying.
1: But when I really knew that he was into comic books and collectibles and Green Lantern and all that, was uh, the first time he took me back to his apartment. And it's literally, it was like walking into, like... a a comic warehouse there was boxes and boxes of stacks of uh toys in in their packaging it was like towers he just had them stacked up like to the ceiling bookshelves full of you know graphic art you know books and toys, and then in his bedroom, literally, like, there was the twin-size bed, and then the rest of the floor was just towers of, like, you know, those white cardboard uh, boxes where the comic book goes in. It-, it was just ridiculous, and I was just like, what the hell have I just stepped into? It, it, w- it was insanity. I couldn't, i never even seen anything like it in my life. And yep. I stayed for God knows what reason,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you knew you liked me then,
1: yeah, you had uh qualities that you know made me look the other way when it came to that, <laughs> Very yeah,
0: lucky now now my my advice to to guys out there is that, like realistically, yeah, I suppose I could have done a better job at concealing my. My addictions to to comics and toys and whatnot.
1: Tarps. He would have needed tarps draped everywhere.
0: But like, you don't want to do that. If if the girl that you're trying to win over isn't going to, you know, be into that sort of thing, if you have to like hide all that stuff, then you're not being yourself. And you know, I don't know. It's like I'm not I'm not one that's big on like having to trick somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so. Shall we go for the next question sounds good okay next question comes from lucky mustard what hobbies or collections does lauren have
1: by the way i love your picture i love the uh... shaggy squinty eyed like shoe bomber look i think it's awesome i want you to friend request me i think you look great (laughs) now what was the question collections and hobbies okay I'm a Gemini, if you don't understand what that means, basically, when we hear about something, like, new, or we see something that's just, like, out there, like, oh my god, we gotta try, we gotta try, we gotta try, it, da 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 And I'll, like, try all these different things, and I'll be, like, obsessed for, like, a week or two or three. And then I just, like, stop completely. I'm just completely bored. Like, you don't know how many different things I've tried and just, like, yeah, I'm gonna stick with this. This is the best thing ever. Oh my god. And just forget it. I think one time I actually tried, um, what is that, uh, crocheting and knitting, like, a quilt. I was like, I'm gonna do this. This is gonna be, like, awesome. And I'm gonna, like, have this quilt and I'm gonna, like, pass it down through the generations and sh- And, uh, basically the instructions tell you to make, like, squares. Like, a whole bunch of, like, different patterned squares. And then in the end, you kind of, like, connect them all together. I think I made, like, 15 squares, and then just gave up. So, like, my mother, to console me, told me it'll just be, like, uh, you know, like, oven mitts and
0: But you actually do have a collection now.
1: I do have one collection, but I don't really have to do anything for it. It's just, uh, Jimmy actually started buying me, when we started dating, precious moments, um... Lennox pieces? No. It's just porcelain pieces. Precious Moments Disney. Are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Precious Moments Disney pieces. That's what it is. And uh it's really cute. Like he's got he got me a uh a Snow Globe with um Precious Moments, as Cinderella and Prince Charming. He got me like a Precious Moment Little Mermaid figurine. For Christmas he actually got me, I love it. It's Alice in Wonderland. She's uh so cute holding like a stuffed white rabbit is really adorable i love the collection so and he actually in his curio cabinet where he had all of his busts and statues for superhero stuff he gave me two levels to put all of my collectibles and stuff so i can have a place amongst the chaos so very very nice of him so
0: yes that's the same curio cabinet that has the green lantern power battery that i own
1: Yes, but I get the to top two layers, so that's what's really important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up we have a voicemail from Chad. So we'll play the voicemail and then we'll,
2: uh,
0: we'll, we'll reply to that.
2: Very smooth. Hey, Jim and Lauren. It's Chad, that documentary guy. Apparently I'm supposed to send in a couple questions for Lauren. Uh, really all I've got is kind of along the lines of something some, somebody else posted do you collect comics or any other um, comic-related stuff, maybe the movies or something else? Uh, and do you feel at all that it's necessary to relate to Jim on some of this comic book junk? Uh, I know personally my current girlfriend likes to uh, collect Harley uh, Harley Quinn comics and stuff like that, but I feel at her interest that in it only stemmed out of trying to relate to me on the issue of comics. So do you feel the need to relate to Jim on it, or do you think there are other things that in your relationship that do not necessarily require you to relate to him on that? You, you have your thing and this is his thing. I don't, I don't know what you guys think about it as far as being a, a married couple, but I don't know if you thought such a big part of your uh, your husband's life should be also made a small part of yours, at least. All right, thanks.
0: Bye. Okay, so so basically the, the main question out of that I'm getting was, do you feel it necessary to have to relate to me when it comes to comic books?
1: Uh, well, I think it's important if you're going to be with somebody to... You need just common courtesy to... Show interest in others' hobbies, lives, whatever, so I mean it's not a huge part i mean i'm I'm not going to promise you i'm going to sit here and like read every issue with you and whatever because uh we tried that once you he actually gave me what was it yeah. oh Iron man, he gave me Iron Man, and uh reading that was torturous, but uh you know I think him weekly telling me I'll ask him you know so what's going on with your comic book you know he's telling me about the darkest night thing and i think he's actually told on the show my opinions on certain things and what i think they might go forward in plot lines and whatever i think you were telling me about what what was the coloring where they were um killing oh, them indigo indigo and they were actually taking the powers and whatever like that from the other people. And I was just like, well, that would be really interesting since you have a uh, a Black Lantern. They seem to be taking all of the uh, rings from the other cores. What if, you know, once they collect all of them, if there was, you know, they have all the different, you know, powers. And they'd be, you know, like a White Lantern or whatever. You know, he'll bring up random stuff to me and I'll just come up with random thoughts. And he just kind of looks at me like huh, I didn't think of that, that's pretty interesting, okay, (laughs) you know, so I mean, as long as you make an effort, you really, and the same goes for you guys, you need to show an effort to your significant others, you know, I'm sure they're, you know, everybody who's listening to this, I'm sure your significant others, you know, all of you aren't into comic books or whatever, and you know, say it's sports or, you know, uh, you know, art or drawing or whatever, you have to show interest in that too. I mean, you can't just be one-sided. It, it hurts people's feelings and whatever. And you just, you want to feel important and listened to and understood. And it's a, a normal, natural part of any relationship. And if you're going to make it work, it's something that has to be done.
0: But... You don't have to, you don't have to, like, make comics a part of your life just to relate to me. No. No, because we have enough other things in common that comics, comics is a part of my life, but it's not a huge part of my life. Like, I, I definitely get a lot out of comics. It's a huge form of entertainment for me, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's just, it's one of many things that I'm into, and since we connect on so many other levels, you know, comics is just is just one of those levels. Exactly. So, let's see. Let's go to the next question. Okay, okay. From GL Kitet on the forums. Hey John, where did you learn to use your colorful vocabulary and can you give us any good examples? Maybe after the credits so the people who don't want cussing can listen to it.
1: Okay. I learned my colorful language. Oh, I come from a uh, big, loudmouth Italian family. That's where I come from. So that's where all the colorful vocabulary stems from. You know, basically from the crib. And uh, as for giving examples, just as you said, after the credits, there will be. A segment where I will just rant and rave and, uh, you know, be free to say what I want. So whoever does not want to hear the bleeping and cursing, uh, you know, can switch off. If you forget to switch off and then you still b- complain, I don't give a go b- for <laughs> Uh
0: That's very tasteful.
1: <laughs> he will appreciate it. Alright?
0: Okay. Question from Ambush Bug. Do you share any geek passions with your hubby?
1: Geek passions. Well, one of my favorite shows that I watch is uh, actually Big Bang Theory. I actually got Jimmy to start watching. When we started dating, I told him, I was like, oh, this is so, so funny. The show you have to watch is Big Bang Theory. And he's, oh, I don't want to watch that. They make fun of my people, all puffed up and pompous and whatever. And I'm like, what? Are you talking about I'm like they're so funny you love them you love them because they're geeks it's great and I forced him to watch it and now he loves it so that's a big geeky thing I'd say that I like I think it's hilarious and another thing would be the superhero movies I love superhero movies I think they're great spider-man I think is great The Batmans. I love the Batmans. The new ones, the old ones. I think um, Jim Carrey as the Riddler was like my favorite villain. I think he was brilliant. Me too. I even like the Superman movie. I know he doesn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it for whatever reason.
0: Superman Returns, that is.
1: Yeah, but I loved it mainly because, you know, the main guy playing Superman was effing hot. Sexy, sexy pieces, superhero A, but,
0: uh... Which, uh, (laughs) you know, I just want to cut in here for a second. The other day, I had a thought. Like, back in the day, they had Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. What do you think if they had, like, Bill Murray? Do you think Bill Murray could have played, like, a crazy Lex Luthor like that?
1: Um... I don't know, you probably, you want to know why I can't picture him doing that, because I will always picture him in Groundhog's Day, like, imitating the groundhog, like, (laughs) pulling his upper lip, like, I'm a rodent, I'm a rodent, (laughs) and I could never picture him playing the villain, he's too, like, out there, and, like, insane. Like,
0: like the -the over-the-top nature, I, I think that he might actually be able to pull it off pretty good.
1: Yeah, but not as uh, you know what. When I go to see these like movies now, like the like the newer Batman movies and stuff, when I I go there expecting to see like real like cruel, evil, dramatic like villain, I'm kind of past the whole like you know funny you know yeah yeah top comical But, but
0: back in the day though, like instead of Gene Hackman, back when they were making the original Superman movies.
1: Ah. Uh. Well, I don't know. I, I still not, think so. Not really. I'm going to say, no. <laughs> say no. I'm going to say no.
0: I'm going to say yes. Okay, so next next one from Guy 1977 What comics slash trade paperbacks has Lauren read? And if not, what Vertigo titles, since they largely don't have superheroes, do you think she would be interested in based on her, her interests?
1: Comics that I've read. I just said before in a previous question, um, Iron Man. Jimmy had me try and read Iron Man. I honestly, I read through the whole thing. Uh, it, I'm so used to reading regular books and novels that for me having to go from, you know, pain to pain to pain, like reading, looking at the picture, going through that way. It's just, it moves too slowly for me. It just, it can't hold my interest. I'd rather not have the pictures and just re-reading the storyline and using my imagination, it's just, it's too slow, I just, I, I couldn't do it, I'd lose interest so fast, I, like I said, with hobbies and stuff, like, I, I go through hobbies so fast, and, uh, reading comics, it, it just wouldn't last, it wouldn't hold my interest.
0: But, you do like to read, like, Betty and Veronica and Archie type comics?
1: I did when I was younger. I used to. Uh, Jimmy actually bought me the um, new series with the whole wedding and whatever he got me. And he he got all of them for me like from beginning to end. So I wouldn't have to like wait because, again, I would just lose interest. I'd be like, ah, whatever, three months, whatever it's going to be in between. Forget it. I don't even care anymore. But uh, even that, I, I haven't brought myself to even pick up and read yet. But when I was younger, I used to, you know, read it.
0: And for Christmas, I did get you one graphic novel.
1: Yes. He did get me one. It's The uh, Wizard of Oz. I haven't picked it up, but the main reason I wanted him to get it for me was because of the artwork. I was interested in seeing the artwork. It wasn't so much like the story because I know what that is. I've read the book when I was younger. But the artwork was just amazing, you know, seeing the covers and stuff. So I wanted to check it out.
0: So that's the Marvel the First Wizard of Oz mini series that they just put out recently, so hopefully she'll she'll get into that as far as vertigo titles like I've thought that she might have an interest in fables, but like she said, she really doesn't have that big of an interest in in getting into comics and and reading them herself so yeah there's not not a lot of hope there, but uh. Okay, next question.
1: Wait, But, but, but oh. I do like when I do ask Jimmy what's going on. I'm interested when he's telling me the plot line, like he's explaining to me what's happening. Like, he, you told me the whole plot line, I think, was Supergirl and her father oh, coming a Black Lantern and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Black he Lantern told, he, he told me the whole plot line of that while, well, you know, he was driving one day. I just happened to ask him, like, oh, I remember you telling me, you know, a couple of weeks ago about this plot line whatever happened, and he'll tell me the storyline of what's happening. That I like listening to, him telling me the storyline I like listening to, but for him to hand me the book and me to make time to sit down and read it, like, I couldn't do that, so. But I do like the stories, so when he does explain it to me, I find them enjoyable. Okay.
0: So next question from Matthew. We all know superheroines in the DCU are not drawn to scale. Power Girl, Wonder Woman or Catwoman, but has Lauren ever looked at the beefcake of the DCU, Superman, Batman, Aquaman and thought they look fine? Feel free to use Michael Turner, Alex Ross or Adam Hughes artwork to give her an idea of how great comic art looks on a hero or heroine. So Lauren can share her thoughts on comic art and what she likes or doesn't like.
1: You going to show me a picture? What he's talking about? Well, you just want me to use my imagination?
0: Well, what do you what do you think of, like, Beefcake, like, Superman, and that sort of thing?
1: Like, his logo right now? Is yeah, yeah. Is that an example of it? That's,
0: that's just like a slight example.
1: I think it's alright. I mean, hey, listen, I'd rather have uh, the real thing up on the screen, alright, to keep me warm at night when Jimmy's not around, but, uh... <laughs> You know, I I like, you know, I think art is subjective. I think, you know, what I might like, others might not, and whatever, you know, so. I mean, who am I to say, but when somebody can really draw well and, you know, make it look real, like a photograph instead of a drawing, I mean, hells yeah. You draw them looking fine, I'm all about that, so. Let's see if Jimmy can give me an example. He's bringing up his uh, Yahoo images right now. He wasn't really prepared for uh, your question, I guess. Even though uh, I don't know, I read it. I read them several times. I read all your questions several times because, and you know, I was very excited to be doing this episode. with Jimmy, obviously, someone didn't care. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Okay, this
0: is Alex Ross art see, it's, like, painted, so it actually looks like real people.
1: I think it's decent. I definitely, you know, I can appreciate it. I mean, like I said, if you do it well and it almost looks like a photograph, and that's what it almost looks like to me, uh, you know, a, a photograph.
0: Here is a Michael Turner drawing of Supergirl.
1: I think her, uh, her abdomen is a little freakish looking. <laughs> I think that makes women want to go out and you know eat and dazs and uh bleed out in the bathroom uh tub but uh you know i mean when you are an artist i feel that you know what if you're not shooting a live person you have so much freedom to exaggerate you know the muscles and you know the uh voluptuousness and curves and whatever else you want to do and the costumes and I think you should definitely go, you know, full throttle as far as that's concerned. Embellish it. Make it look fantastic. But you know what? Don't take it to such an extreme where it's not even a physical possibility. Like, the image that Jimmy just showed me was like, I don't know, so... It's so bad, like, beyond uh, even uh, Barbie's... (laughs) Of... Figure size. I mean, it's just, it, it's not even possible, and I, I I can't appreciate something like that. At least make it look lifelike to some extent, you know?
0: Okay, and now we have some Adam Hughes artwork.
1: I'm looking at a bunch of images, but I'm, I doned in on this one, Zatanna. I think that one actually looks incredible. I like, I, I love the way her face is drawn, the details, her eyes, I think, right off the bat. I'm sure most of you men would say her chest, but uh, <laughs> I think the way he draws her eyes are absolutely captivating, and it actually reminds me of almost like her facial expression and the hair, and like it almost reminds me of like Charlie's Angels or something like that. I don't know. I think it's beautiful, though. I think the way he drew her face was absolutely beautiful.
0: Uh, now this this is one of a character named Pixie. Yeah,
1: there's something there's something to uh, the way he. His fate his I mean the body itself, like the way the positioning of you know the arms and everything like that are is great, but I'd say he, it's very difficult to draw the face and the way he seems to draw a female face just that uh, you zone in on it and it's very captivating.
0: This is a ghost,
1: yeah, I definitely out of all the ones you've shown me so far, I think I like his the best.
0: Me too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet you do.
0: I would definitely love to get something done by Adam Hughes. Okay, so next question, uh, also from Guy 1977 Jim, what hobby is Lauren wanting you to try, but you are a little less than happy about doing? Um, she doesn't really try and get me to do too many hobbies. I know she really likes the Twilight books, and she's tried to get me to read them but i don't really have an interest in the twilight books i do watch the movies with her those are pretty good enough but you know that's that's about the extent of that
1: yeah i um i think the movies are okay i love the books the books are like you know a thousand times better than the uh movies they're so well written And uh, the movies just can't compare. I mean, it's child actors, really. I mean, they're not that, you know, well-developed in their careers and stuff. But the books are fantastic. But I can't get him to read it. But I really can't judge him because I can't get into his comics. So (laughs) I guess it's equal.
0: Yeah, the other thing that you've got me doing a bit more as far as hobbies or things, interests... You've got me to to dance.
1: Yeah, I guess it started uh, with getting him ready to do dancing at the wedding. But uh, about a month ago, it was my sister's birthday, and I actually uh, got him to come out with us. We went to a gay club in the city, and he had a fantastic time. He uh, He enjoyed it, I think, a lot because he didn't have to worry. I don't know, he's worried about, like, I don't know guys picking me up and whatever so he felt comfortable in that aspect of it and once I had a few drinks in him he was really he was good to go so he was on the dance floor all night and he had a fantastic time and uh, when we left he even said that he would definitely want to go out and do this again so
0: yeah yeah I have to say when you go to a gay club you don't have to worry about guys hitting on your wife it's it's nice you know, not not that I'm worried that they're going to try and pick her up. It's basically that I'm worried that I'm going to have to kick somebody's <laughs> if they try and disrespect my woman. <laughs> M guy also asks, "Do you watch Smallville?"
1: Uh, no, never ever got into Smallville, but um Jim did tape a special 2-hour episode or whatever. Uh, which does have uh, the introduction of his Green Lantern character and the battery and all that kind of thing. It's like a minute, he said, but he does want to watch it, and him and Dan will be talking about it on uh, a future episode, I believe. But uh, I will be watching that with him, so for moral support.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just add that as far as her watching it with me, I don't really watch it much myself. Like, I'll watch the the two-hour special because it has a Green Lantern cameo. If Green Lantern had, like, a a role in one of the episodes, I'd obviously watch that. But, yeah, I haven't really watched Smallville too much since, you know, I guess a few seasons ago. After they killed off Pa Kent and, you know, every time Lana Lang kept on getting possessed and... By witches and stuff like that kind of kind of lost my interest there but hope that answers your question so the next question comes from lucky mustard again does lauren watch any superhero movies and if so then why not try out superhero comic books
1: i love how jimmy's laughing because this is literally the third time we've recorded this question because his computer keeps crashing So, to answer your question for the third time. <laughs> uh, love superhero movies. The comic books, like I said, go a little too slow, but um big fan of the new Batman's. I love the uh the storyline, the acting, you know, the uh special effects.
0: But you also like the Iron Man movie, and so I tried to get you to read the Invincible Iron Man comic.
1: And uh, that didn't work out too well. But I'm very excited for the uh, the new movie coming to theaters. I think it's May this year. So I will be checking that out.
0: Great. So next question from Jacob. Because we really want to get past this, this one segment that we keep crashing on. Jacob asks, how does Lauren feel about having her own fan following as he is Laurenite number two?
1: I... I'm very thrilled that I have a uh, a little fan following. Uh, Lore Knight number one is uh, Corwin. <laughs> Corwin, very excited. I have Jacob and Corwin as my uh, little fan base. I am a little disappointed that you guys haven't uh, friend requested me on Facebook like my BFF Chad did. We heard from him earlier. His uh, his voicemail. Uh, I, I know. Us?
0: I know Corwin's not on Facebook.
1: That's no excuse. That is no excuse, Corwin. You should solely go on Facebook just to have one friend, me, and you can help me on my farm, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so touched and honored that uh, you guys call yourselves uh, Laura Knights.
0: Jacob also asks, how do you feel about marrying into fanboy society?
1: Well, I think you first need to explain to me what Fanboy Society is.
0: Oh, definitely. I will do that (laughs) for the first time right now.
1: (laughs) Please! I'm all ears.
0: Okay, so Fanboy Society is like how I go to comic shows, I go to comic conventions, I go to the comic book store every Wednesday and get new comics... Things of that nature, you know, talking to people about comics and friends online on the forums and having a podcast. That's that's I think what he's talking about.
1: Uh, At first, it was a little overwhelming. I was just like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? Uh, Especially last year when he took me to the Super Show in Pennsylvania. That was the first time I was ever exposed to going to anything like that. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) So, and he was just, he's like, yeah, I know this person, I know that person, and this one's making me a sketch, and da 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 -da." And I'm like, okay. You know, but after that, you know, after I was, you know, not being ignored for the first, you know, five, ten minutes, because they were talking some other language, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then it was cool. You know, the people I met there were really, really sweet and awesome. And we, I had a really good time. And uh, he even brought me to, well, actually, technically, I took him to the uh, Apple. Was it Apple?
0: Oh, Big Apple Con.
1: Yeah, Big Apple Con. Was that it? Yes. Or was it the other one? Yeah, was that yeah, it?
0: the Wizard Big Apple.
1: Yeah, where I got the tickets mm-hmm. from uh, my uh coworker's buddy. What's his name?
0: Oh, what's his, what's his name? I oh, forget his name. J-
1: Joe Joe Q. Jo- Joe Casada, jo- yeah, yeah, Joe Cassada. My uh coworker. Uh her husband is a former Mets player and actually coaches Joe Quesada. And uh he knows that uh my husband is a big comic fan, so he got us in there. He got us tickets for that. But um yeah, I kinda I like it, you know, I like he he's got his thing. He's got his thing to keep him entertained, and you know he's not on my a- every two seconds. You know, bugging me, needing you know to be entertained. So it's great, actually. I love it.
0: Okay. Oh God. Next up, we have a question from your friend Chad.
1: Chad, you're killing me here. You're killing me. Yeah,
0: Chad. Buddy. Chad, th- this is this is rough, but uh, he says, by all means, marry. If you get a good wife, you'll become happy. If you get a bad one, you'll become a philosopher. And that's a quote from Socrates. So, any thoughts?
1: All right. Well, first of all, Socrates was uh from another time where there was arranged marriages. So, in our society here in America, uh that really doesn't exist anymore. So, uh the fact that um if you marry a good wife you will become happy seems a little ridiculous to me now i think you should be happy before you get married you should be happy with the person you're choosing it shouldn't be something that you hope for after you say i do so and uh we all have the potential to become philosophers realizing that uh we weren't really happy to begin with but uh Thank goodness for me, that's not the case. I am very, very happy with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs., you have anything to add?
0: Yeah, no, I got to say, Chad, um, I definitely married a good wife, and I'm I'm very, very happy. I could not be happier. It's just like every day I think of how lucky I am and how happy I am. So that that's that question. Next question from Chad uh, from Plato, a hero is born among a hundred, a wise man is found among a thousand, but an accomplished one might not be found even among a hundred thousand men And he wants to know my thoughts. Well, very simply, we live in an age now where, you know, communication happens as at the speed of light like you just you you can go on a Facebook page and see everything that somebody's been doing like all day long as as they post and the news keeps us updated as far as what's happening all over the world all the time so I think when Plato was around it was difficult to find maybe an accomplished man so he would say something like that. But now, like, in a world where there's like, I don't know, six billion people, seven billion people, that's that's a lot of people. And finding, you know, one in a hundred thousand men, like, that's you know, that's still a, a lot of people. And you know, you just turn on TV and you see an accomplished person. And so it's a lot easier to find accomplished people, not because it's getting easier to become accomplished, but because it's easier to just know everything there is to know out there. So, that's basically my thoughts on that one. Honey, you have anything to add to that?
1: I think the first part about um, a hero being born among a hundred, I think we all have the potential to be heroes and be accomplished. I think you just have to make, you know, the better decisions and the better choices. I mean... You know, a hero doesn't have to be somebody out there, you know, with superpowers saving the world or, you know, even in high society with money and they can accomplish so much like people like celebrities donating millions of dollars to, you know, Haiti and whatever. You can go online and donate, you know, five dollars to the Red Cross and that gives people clean water and food and whatever else they're going to need i mean you could go down and donate your time to a soup kitchen or whatever donate your clothes to homeless shelters and that makes you a hero to somebody else i mean that's you making a difference in others lives and those little things add up to huge huge changes in the world and i think if everybody would just like take a little bit of time and just uh, did those small, random acts of kindness, you would see such a ripple effect in the way we treat each other, you know, as, uh, as human beings, and just having that respect for one another. I mean, you don't need money and power and all this to make changes. You can do it every day. You could choose to make big changes every day with the little random acts of kindnesses that you do.
0: Uh, one more thing that I will add is that uh an accomplished man I think that that's becoming easier to do I think also an accomplished man depends on your perception of what being accomplished is there are a lot of different definitions and each person can really have their own definitions like I, I consider the the lantern cast to be you know quite a nice accomplishment the things that we've done you know the 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 listeners that we have it's it's really it's a great accomplishment my my web comics you know i consider that a really nice accomplishment and you know by the same token like you know somebody may have you know gotten a lot of reading done like maybe you've read like an entire trilogy and you consider that an accomplishment Or you started your own business and after two years, you're doing really well and you're expanding. That's a great accomplishment. So, being an accomplished man nowadays, I think, is a lot easier than maybe it was way back when Plato was theorizing that. So, the next quote that Chad comes up with, and and, and Chad, like like I said, you're killing us with these. You're killing us.
1: I feel like I'm... Studying for the MCATs, or I don't even know, SATs. I see compare and contrast here. I'm a little worried.
0: Okay, so...
1: Life has a cyclical nature. Good times follow bad times, and vice versa. Surely good and bad are labels that we human beings put based on our limited perceptions. There is nothing that is all good and nothing that is all bad.
0: Okay. It's hard so, for me
1: to read. I'm like across from uh, him on the couch trying to read it off his laptop on his lap, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. So consider life Oh yeah, no. We are not even we're not that's that's just for context and we're not even gonna look at that.
1: Yeah, sorry, Chad. Um, sacrifices must be made.
0: Yeah, no, like the cyclical nature of life, like You don't really think about that. You don't really think of it as a cyclical nature. You basically have to live each day thinking that, you know, like, you have to enjoy life for what it is, and, you know, no matter what happens, you have to realize that tomorrow is another day, and things can be a lot better tomorrow if you make them that way. So... You know, I guess, you know, it's it's similar in that good times follow bad times and vice versa. But I mean, when you're experiencing really good times, nobody's thinking it's like, oh, well, I can't wait. You know, like pretty soon the bad times are going to come. Nobody thinks about that. You know, you just you have to stay positive. You have to, you know, look, look on the bright side, basically, always look on the bright side of life.
1: Or you could be like me and not think about tomorrow and just live today like it's your last day and enjoy it because you never know when you're going to be hit by a car (laughs) in New York City going in reverse on a one-way avenue. Think about that, people.
0: Now, I mean, as far as nothing is all good and nothing is all bad, I, I suppose in some way that might be true but there are definitely you know things that it would be very difficult for it to justify as being all good or not 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 all bad rather like when somebody passes away that's that's pretty much all bad like i guess you no, could you could justify that
1: i wouldn't agree that i would say you know what what if the person was suffering and then passing on right. was the good part of it
0: yeah, yeah, There, I guess there are exceptions, but if somebody, like, I don't know, was hit by a car... Like me. You know, and unlike you, wasn't able to get up from it and walk away unharmed. You know, something like that, there's not really anything good about that.
1: I should have sued. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You see what a good person I am? Honesty is the best policy, people. God'll get you in the end. All right, next question.
0: Next question. Ooh. Next question comes from
1: <laughs> Optimus Black, two thousand and seven.
0: Yes, this is the 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 great Stan Leroy, as they say.
1: Who says? Who's they?
0: Yes, so Optimus Black two thousand seven is our good friend Sean from PKD Media. And he asks Lauren, what's the last great dinner and a movie date that you and Jim have had in your opinion?
1: Hmm. Dinner and a movie date. Well, technically it wasn't a uh just a me and him date. It was actually a double date with my cousin and her new boyfriend. But we saw my favorite movie of the year.
0: I don't remember what we saw. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We saw Avatar.
1: Avatar. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. I loved the special effects. I saw it in regular, regular screen. I saw it in 3D. And I saw it in the IMAX 3D. I thought the best 3D quality was actually the IMAX 3D even though the glasses were so effing annoying but uh the storyline was incredible the graphics were incredible I mean everything I loved the plot line Uh, The whole concept of it, you know, was just amazing. I'm not one of those psychotic fans of the movie that's going to go out and commit suicide because, you know, I'll never see Pandora, you know, (laughs) or anything (laughs) like that. But, uh, you know, I just I loved it. And uh, going to dinner with my hubby is always always the best. So that was the last time. And uh, I think that was about a month ago.
0: Yeah, we we don't see a lot of movies. But, uh, you know, we we do get to see a few every now and then. His next question is, how do you feel about the use of the word geek?
1: How do you feel about the use of the word guido? (laughs) I wear it with pride, all right? (laughs) So should you.
0: Yeah, I don't really mind being called a geek.
1: I don't really mind being called a guido. A guidette, actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're not really a guidette, though. You don't use tanning tanning spray, and you don't use, like, lots and lots of hair gel, and you're not like the Jersey Shore.
1: Snooky, you can call me Garfield because I'm orange and I like lasagna. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm referring to, look up Jersey Shore on SNL. The news segment, and you'll just piss your pants, okay?
0: And Sean's last question is: From your perspective, how do you feel about Valentine's Day?
1: Valentine's Day, I love the holiday. I'm not going to be one of those, you know, people that are like, "Oh, it's it's a holiday invented by." The candy and card company because it's not it's actually got roots in history it was celebrate it's really a celebration of saint valentine and spring and you know renewal kind of like easter and then you know was everything else just came into effect over the years and you know all that kind of stuff but i just think it's great i think it's a celebration of love and it doesn't have to be romantic love it could be love of you know Friends and family, you know, there's no reason for you to feel like, oh, I don't have a date and Valentine's Day sucks ass and whatever. No, go out with your friends, celebrate life, celebrate your, you know, friendships and your family connections and, you know, love one another and be happy, you know, just go out and enjoy the day.
0: I'll just say that Valentine's Day is a lot more awesome when you have somebody to share it with
1: whether that's a significant other or otherwise
0: next question is from the uh the person that you normally hear on the show dan
1: yeah 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 Uh,
0: yeah dan uh dan took a break on this one so that we could do the special valentine's day episode i suppose we probably should have mentioned that in the beginning
1: you mean they don't know that i'm not dead <laughs>
0: dan, dan writes in when are you leaving him and ebaying half his stuff
1: i will never leave him and as far as his stuff is concerned i already throw half the out the that he doesn't know he even had that's just lying everywhere slowly makes its way into the trash because i can't live with the chaos and it's either that or divorce people don't judge me you don't know where i live <laughs> and what now, it looks like
0: one one thing that i'll I'll say a story that uh i have to add way back like a bunch of years ago i was heavily into customizing action figures <laughs> and one of the toy lines that i customized was the Simpsons the World of Simpsons toys and I had a Chief Wiggums <laughs> toy that I customized into a figure of Chief Wiggum P.I. from the Simpsons episode where they had like the three pilots for other TV series and Chief Wiggums like went off on his own and he became a P.I. so yeah I had this, this custom Chief Wiggums P.I. figure And it came out pretty good. I mean, it it wasn't great, but it came out pretty good.
1: It was the ugliest statue. I hated it. It sat right next to his computer, and it would stare at me. It would stare at me, people. I hated it. it. I loathed it. I detested it to this day.
0: So, So, one day, like... I I didn't even realize it was gone. I don't don't know if I...
1: No, that's not the story. That's not the story. The story is we got engaged, and we moved in together. And while he's packing up everything, I saw my opportunity, people. I saw it. And I took it with both hands, my opportunity. And I took that effing stupid Chief Wiggum custom statue that he did, this figurine that I hated that I knew he was packing to bring with us, and I took it, and I did not throw it out, because I would never hear the end of it, never, he would haunt me till the day I, on my deathbed, where's the Chief Wiggum statue, Lord, I wanna know, I need to know before you die, I could just picture it, So, instead, I hid it. I hid it, and he will never know. It's not in the trash. I didn't throw it out, because I wasn't about to listen to him for the next, you know, 70 years of my life. So, it's in an undisclosed location, and he will never find out, but it still exists. Maybe he'll find it one day. Probably not.
0: Yeah, so, this figure now... I know that it exists somewhere. I have no idea where it is. And at this point, like if I can't enjoy it, I said to her, I'm like, well, just let me let me have it and I'll just I'll find somebody on the internet that wants it. And I'll I'll give it away. And that way I know that at least somebody's out there enjoying it.
1: It's dirty, filthy lies, people. Dirty, filthy, whorish lies because he won't take the time and effort to find somebody to give this statue to, instead it will sit but listen, in my apart. Don't you? T- it will sit in my apartment and it will stare at me again until I lose my mind, and then I will throw it out, and then it'll be his fault. And I don't. I'm saving. I'm saving himself from himself. All right.
0: I'm telling you right now that we could find somebody that listens to us that would like to have if that.
1: there is somebody out there. They need to contact me. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. They can
0: just post on the forum.
1: I don't trust you.
0: Well, if they post on the forum, you'll see them.
1: I'll think about it. Okay. But I'm not leaving it up to you because, like I said, you're lazy, and it will stare at me. And I don't need that kind of creepy pressure.
0: Next question, we have Corwin. Lauren. As your devoted follower, and first in command of the Loranite cult, er, club, <laughs> what kind of sacrificial offerings do you prefer? The ashes from a burnt Green Lantern Corps Annual number 2, a refrigerator-sized bonnet, or a shock collar for Jim? Hmm.
1: Are those my only choices? Because I could probably think of, uh, I don't know, something better what's what's something that I uh hmm I'm trying to think of something good? You know what? I would like to be sacrificed that hideous chief Wickham action figure that we just talked about. I like that to be burned. And you, being my devoted <laughs> Lauren Knight number one, can be the one <laughs> to pour the gasoline on and light the match. That way, I won't get in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, there you go, Corwin. If if you wanted the Chief Wiggum PI and to give it a good home so that Lauren can't uh, can't can't hold it over me anymore, that it's being hidden somewhere, then then you could be the owner of of that figure.
1: Sounds like a plan to me.
0: And Corwin is Lore number one. And it looks like that's the end of the questions.
1: Yep. Very sad. But I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, me on this very special episode 44, Valentine's Day.
0: So, let's see. Just to wrap up the episode quick. Right now... We were supposed to have the results for our Valentine's Day Ring Contest, but since we're recording episode 44 and 43 hasn't even come out yet, and it's Valentine's Day, there's going to be an extension. Um, Everybody has until the very last day of February. We'll go for midnight, and we'll pick at the very beginning of March. You know, Dan had some problems with his computer, and you know we got we got pretty bogged down so in order to you know make it fair because like i said the last episode isn't even out yet and we really wanted to have more updates to let everybody know about the contest so now it's it's going until the very last day of february february 28th this year and as the contest goes it's very simple you just send us an email at lanterncast at gmail.com and tell us a story of a time where you displayed an emotion from the emotional spectrum or overcame an emotion whether it be a time that you showed great willpower or hope or overcame fear things along that nature one story you know utilizing one emotion you know try and make make it like the you know the best story It has to be you know something that actually happened to you but you know pick the best story and you just you email us that story may make, make it like a paragraph or two or so and if you have the best story then you're going to win a silver ring from aroba silver they have a ton of really nice rings they have Green Lantern rings Superman rings Wonder Woman rings, basically, you know, all t- types of different rings and jewelry made out of silver. They're really great silversmiths, aerobasilver.com. And if you do want to buy anything from them, use the discount code DSC10 and you save 10%. They're sponsoring this contest, they're sponsoring the, the show, and they gave us a ring to give away for this contest. So, you know, get get those entries in. Now you have an extra, you know, bit of time to, to get your entries in. And if you're kind of like hesitant and you don't think that you're able to win this contest, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say, make sure you get your entries in anyway. Even if you don't think that you're going to win, you will be very disappointed if you don't enter. Everybody should be entering and that's all I'll say on the subject. So get your entries in and that's all. If you want to email us, it's lanterncast at gmail.com. We all have our own special emails, jim at lanterncast.com, dan at lanterncast.com, or our program director, jason at lanterncast.com. Lauren doesn't have her own yet.
1: I will be getting one soon, but Facebook me anyway.
0: You can Facebook her. You can Facebook us. Go to our webpage at lanterncast.com and there's links to our Facebook page, links to our forum page. You can go on the forum and, you know, that's where we have these special topics where you can submit questions for for Lauren when she decides that she wants to come on every once in a while. And Make them good. Our voicemail number is...
1: You don't even know your own phone number?
0: off the top of my head. Well, okay, I have no idea what our voicemail number is right now, but if you listen to any one of our other episodes...
1: Yes, listen to one of the prior episodes just to get the phone number.
0: Yes, listen to one of our prior episodes just to get the phone number. And if you want to leave a voicemail, you can also leave a voicemail for the contest. That's cool, too. And uh, I can't really think of anything else, so this is Jim Ford signing off.
1: And Lauren Ford please stay tuned for after the credits where those who want to hear my colorful uh, vocabulary will be in for a real treat
0: yeah it's going to be like deleted scenes only they're not exactly deleted they're just specially made for after the credits so listen to that everybody bye we'll be back later Okay, so what what kind of after the credit stuff do you wanna add?
1: I don't know. I think I should just talk about random that pisses me off, like the weather. Who out there likes this cold weather? I mean, apparently on Friday, forty nine of the fifty states had like snow. This weather is bull. I can't stand it. I might as well be like Jewish and like move to Boca or something. Because the fact that there's snow and ice outside pisses me off. Every time I step out the door and, like, I feel cold frost hit my face. I just, I lose control. And it's basically an endless slur of cursing. Basically, it sounds like this. bull, Cold. Weather. Got freeze. This is crap. Shouldn't have to deal with this bull. Gotta live in this arctic weather. Live in New York City. I can't stand this shit. My car won't even warm up. Ice everywhere. I got slip on this. Sh-. Nobody can throw f- rock salt down. This is f- crap. Can't even f- think. Can't even f- breathe. It's f- cold. My lungs are freezing. I can't stand this. Sh-. Where the f- is my gloves? It's
0: actually like that, everybody.
1: Seriously, it is actually like that.
0: And that's all for this week.